What's up, Hogline Nation? You are listening to another installment of the Hogline Podcast. This is episode 52, right? 52? Uh, yeah, probably. I'm pretty sure, because our 50th episode was the NFL preview show, and then I think we only did one more uh, last week with TJ. So, but yeah, it's just us two here today, and we're switching things up a little bit. Um, we were going to do our normal routine, you know, our last week recap, uh, and then the coming week's preview and whatnot, and then our start sits. Um, but I decided that we should switch things up. And uh, if you don't know from our Instagram and whatnot, we're doing, uh, we're taking some of your questions, of the fans' questions, and we're going to answer them. Uh, and uh, we took our best ones, and uh, we'll, get, we'll give our honest answer here. This, uh, this is inspired by another podcast that we listen to that we mention frequently, um, Veterans Minimum. And uh, in the past, they've done a lot of what they call the People's Podcasts, where they answer fan questions and kind of just, um, you, know, and, you know, give them their honest answers. So... Uh, we take we, we took our Jeff uh, episode from that and uh, I don't know they have a lot of good ideas so we like to you know copy them. Yeah, shout out to on Instagram at veteran veterans minimum show. I think that's the new handle. I mean it's veterans minimum on all platforms, but that's hands down our favorite podcast. Um, go check it out. Go follow. Listen. There's always good content there. Yeah, exactly. They're they're kind of rebranding now, but it's still as good as ever. Yeah, so we'll yeah. definitely pick them up. All right, so everyone sent in their questions. So thank you for everyone who did, and uh, we selected some favorite ones here, and we're just gonna give our answers. So we're gonna get right into it. Our first question comes from Tommy uh, Kirchhoff. I think our Sam saying his name right. Yeah, that's right. That's Joey's roommate. One of Joey's roommates. Yeah. So his question was, does Lamar Jackson have a chance to be the best dual threat quarterback in, the, in NFL history? And on top of that, are, Ra- are the Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl contenders this year? What part of this question do we want to go at first? Lamar or Ravens? I guess the first part. So Lamar Jackson, does he have a chance to be the best dual threat quarterback in NFL history? What do you think? I mean, at this point, I'll say potentially. Um, some names that came to my head, uh, uh, the, in regards to best dual threat quarterbacks of all time, Michael Vick, has got to be up there, John Elway, and I think Russell Wilson. Um, and so what I, uh, I mean, it's tough to compare Lamar Jackson to his names right now. He's only had, what, like, half the season last year, two game, two starts this year, but um, I think the, the biggest factor is going to be his longevity because I think what we're seeing to Cam right now, his health is, Cam Newton's health is declining, and I think that's partially because of how he was used by the Panthers throughout his career so far. Like, he's gotten beat up more than, I'm not going to say more than any quarterback, but a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, we saw what happened to RG3. He's not – I mean, he's, he's even a backup right now, but, I mean, he faded quickly. So, I don't know. What do you think? 
Yeah, I don't think so. I just think that there's just no way that he um, will be able to hold up with his body frame. I know he doesn't necessarily have an injury history per se, but he's still kind of a he's smaller compared to Cam Newton, obviously. Cam Newton is a specimen. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to hold up. And it's just like, yeah, he, he, he has so many attempts per game. So um, I just don't think that is a long-term feasible, you know, successful uh, method of success in the NFL. I mean, I, when considering a dual threat court, like, quarterback you can't just like immediately think like rushing because I, like dual threat half it has to do with passing um i mean he's looked completely different so far this year and even going into like like coming into the out of the draft i always thought he was a good passer they just like the ravens would just never use him but um yeah i don't know and, I mean, I, I guess we'll start to get into the second part of this question. Are the Ravens, Ravens Super Bowl contenders? Uh, but I don't – I just – I think this is part of the reason why people are kind of, like, overreacting and saying he might be the best dual-threat quarterback in NFL history. My main answer is no, the Ravens are not Super Bowl contenders um, because just of the lack of competition they faced the first, the first two weeks. They played the Dolphins, who are <laughs> – Hardly a franchise. This could be. They could be the worst team to ever play. I know. I I really think that they. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll be lucky to win one game. Um, and then they play the Cardinals, who obviously I'm higher on, but their defense is really bad still. So two very bad defenses, and he looked really good there. But I feel like a lot of quarterbacks, if they played the Dolphins and Cardinals, would have similar numbers like that. So, Yes, I think the Ravens at this point are the favorite to win the AFC North. Just because, I mean, I we'll talk about the Steelers later on here. But I, I don't think we're a, an option to win the division. And then the Browns are really their only competition, and who knows? Because they've got a very tough uh, five or six games ahead of them, if you look at their schedule. And they could be just down in the dumps, and the Ravens could have a, you know, a, a wide margin them and the Browns come midseason. So, yes, I think they're division favorites at this point, and I think that they're a good bet to make the playoffs, but they're not on the same level as the Chiefs, as we're going to see this upcoming weekend. I think the Chiefs are going to handle them, and obviously they're not on the Patriots level either because I don't think anyone is right now. So, I mean, those two are the favorites. I don't see them getting past them in the January. I don't think the Super Bowl contenders because for Obviously, the same reasons you said. Um, but, I mean, the Ravens' defense in general, obviously they held the Dolphins to 10 points, was it, week one? But holding the Dolphins to 10 points, I mean, that's, like, not even impressive, to be honest. But, anyway, like, they struggled against, like, towards the end of the game, I feel like, against the uh, the Cardinals, who, I mean, I hate Kyler and the Cardinals, but removing my biases like it is like a first year offense so like they sh- aren't realistically supposed to be that good and they only, and, they only won by six right so like they let that offense get back into it i i bet on the like i would bet on the uh chiefs to blow them out not blow them out but beat them handsomely this week because like they haven't played a good like a proven good offense yet obviously the 
Dolphins offense is terrible, and I don't like the Cardinals offense. And they're going against the best offense in the league, the Chiefs this week. So, like they, yeah, uh, same reason what you said. They haven't really played good enough competition yet, and I don't trust the defense. I didn't before the year. Uh, they lost a lot of their key veterans. So yeah, I don't think Super Bowl contenders. All right, there you have it, Tommy. We don't think that they are Super Bowl contenders. All right. Um, our next question comes from one of our biggest fans, Colin Moore. Uh, always active on the Instagram page, so shout out to Colin. Uh, I like this question. What's a stadium that you haven't been to that is on your uh, stadium bucket list? I have three. Yeah, I have two. I, have, I went with a couple different sports, but yeah, you can go ahead and say yours. I went all in the same sport. Uh, one, I got the, uh, I got Oracle Stadium. Wait, Stadium? I believe it's Stadium is correct. Arena? Arena? Uh, is it Oracle Arena? No, 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 sorry. Not Oracle Arena, uh, the Raptors. Oracle Stadium. Hold on, I'm looking at it right now. Where the Giants play? San Francisco Giants. Uh, I mean, it's built right on the, um, Oracle Stadium. I don't know. The, um, the San Francisco Giants Stadium. Right. Okay. Uh, it's still right on the San Francisco Bay. I mean, it, if you haven't seen it, ever seen a picture, I'll definitely Google it. It just seems like that and PNC Park are like universally accepted as like the top two ballparks in baseball. Um, so glad that we have great teams playing in both. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I got Oracle. Um, Stadium, ballpark, whatever it is. Uh, and then I got Wrigley, just because of the history there. It's definitely cool inside. I mean, I haven't been there, but it would be cool inside, I'm sure. And then I also have Petco Park, which is where the Padres play. Um, I just keep hearing good things about it. I don't know. Like, it's just like a – I think it's a newer stadium, but I, I hear it's, like, great food and, like, just, like, a very structurally sound stadium. I don't know. Yeah, it is three. Oracle, Wrigley, Petco. Yeah, um, I also put Wrigley Field down. Um, one of my good friends, Ryan Rugel, uh, recently went to Chicago, I think last week, and he was saying how he honestly he said that Chicago is probably his favorite city that he's been to. Really? I want to go to Chicago. Yeah, in general. So, I mean, I think Wrigley Field is right up there. I mean, you t- you mentioned the history. Um, do they still have the bullpens on the on the side of the field? Yeah, I believe I think, so. Yeah, I just think that's so like weird, but like it's fascinating. Like, yeah. like that's just so like you know old, but like I just it would be so weird to see if that was actually how it was like. So, I kind of want to see that and just like you know the eye balls and just like that and like how like the lights aren't there. They always play their those day games. You ever like realize that like Chicago plays a lot of day games because the lighting is still isn't that great at Wrigley Field. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all like so historical and just fascinating how like, different it is from modern ballparks. Um, and the other one that I put was it was a football stadium. I put a AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys play. Okay. Uh, just because they, I, I've heard they just got so much stuff there that I wouldn't even think that would be in a stadium at all. Is right. That, and I want to see how that screen would look on the field because it's just it looks so big when they show it. I always think like a punt's gonna hit it. 
So I don't know. It would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get there, but hopefully, I, I would like to just travel around and hopefully have enough money one day to just go to different stadiums. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I enjoy this question. I, I, I obviously, I feel like a lot of people would like to have that. You know, just go around different stadiums and visit them. Yeah. Um, our next question is from last week's guest, Mr. TJ Anthony. Uh, and he, he said, what NFL player would you least like to date your sister? Um, we, we don't have a sister, but a hypothetical sister, who would you, who, what NFL players would you least want to date her? We just want to date Charlie. Sure. That's not appropriate. Um, you go. Uh, I mean, a lot of names come to mind. I mean, the first two, the first one's obvious, Antonio Brown. Um, yeah. Obviously, even with the, I mean, the, the recent allegations aside, he just seems like a loose cannon. Um, obviously, and we've uh, dug deep into him a lot on this show, and you never know what that guy's going to say or do next, so... Wait, did you? Oh, I said it. The video, <laughs> the video of him farting in a doctor's face. Uh, no, but I saw that Joe Santagato posted the video reacting to it. I sent you the link. You gotta watch it. The the video. There's a video that came out of of he no he posted on his Instagram story of him farting in his doctor's face. It's on his Instagram. It was on his Instagram story. Oh. It's so, it's so weird and so funny. Like, he just, <laughs> the doctor's like, it looks like the doctor's doing like an ultrasound of like, like, I don't know what he's looking at. Just like, Brown's like shirtless and then he's got like this thing pressed up against, against his body. And then Brown just, he just, he just rips the biggest fart. And then he's like, oh, my bad, doc. <laughs> he does it right. I, I don't know why. And then he posted an Instagram story. I, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. So I, I have two questions as someone who did not see this video. Um, was the doctor a male or a female? Male. And what, what was his reaction? His reaction in the video didn't say anything, but we were dying at the, uh, at the official quote that he, uh, that he said. Like the, I saw it on Twitter. Um, like I, that's where the link to the video is. And the doctor's quote, it says, quote, it seemed just childish to me. I'm a doctor, and this man is farting in my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote uh, the doctor said. <laughs> I can't believe that I haven't seen it, so. I'll, I'll, I'll resend you a link right now. But <laughs> the video, I mean, I guess, he's being, Brown's being sued for, like, 11K, I think. Um, yeah, by the doctor. So I don't know where I saw this, and I, we're kind of going off on a tangent here, but he uh, apparently he just doesn't like he doesn't pay like people for like just uh, I don't know, I forget what exactly what it was. It's like he's like he has a problem with working class people, like people who cut his grass and like just do stuff for him. Like he doesn't like pay. He's a lot yeah, of like his, pers- his personal chef. Like he didn't pay for food or something <laughs> i don't know I, I that's why his personal chef was su- sued him yeah. like yeah. so apparently yeah, two months ago a lot of debt like that. Um, yeah so even so another you said you had another answer right yeah i also put Jalen ramsey kind of for the same reasons sure uh, yeah 
again, he seems like if he's if things go wrong, he's gonna you know a, a run the other way and like it's kind of parallel to his actual situation with his team. Um, yeah, well, he won't be there for the tough times, um, and uh, you know he's kind of sensitive, so I, I don't know. It seems like a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you don't want Stefan Diggs, your sister. Yeah, uh, we should have mentioned this. Is, this question is inspired by one of our, our favorite videos. It's um, a guy in the Vikings. I forget his name. He's not on the team anymore, I don't think. But he goes around the locker room, um, the Vikings locker room, like asking the players a bunch of questions. And the question was, which player would you least like to take your sister? And pretty much everyone's not everyone. Like a lot of people said Stefan Diggs. And then, like, he asked Diggs, he says, now, I may preface this by saying that uh, you seem to be the uh, the frontrunner for this question. And <laughs> Diggs got so offended, it's so funny. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the, the backstory behind this question. My answer, my least favorite player in the NFL is Baker Mayfield. Um, obviously, he's a terrible person. Um, I think he's the most obnoxious player that I can think of in the NFL. Um and I'm gonna take this as a uh, as an excuse to talk about how bad he is this year. Um, obviously, a really bad week one. Uh, I don't remember. This, I read his stats last episode. I know he had three picks, no touchdowns, maybe one. I don't remember. Um, whatever. Bad week one against the Titans, who were supposed to be a very bad team. Well, to some people, they'd be bad. And then this week against the Jets defense. Um, now I'm gonna redo his stat line excluding his uh, touchdown pass to Odell, which he just threw a quick slant to Odell across the middle. Very EY-esque. Um, and Odell took it 86 yards of the house, which the the safety or whoever was on Odell played 19 yards off of him. Like, that's embarrassing for the Jets. Baker's stat line without that one play where he essentially got lucky that the Jets defense was being – it looked like like I was out there. Baker went 18 for 35, 239 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception for a QBR, 61.5. That sucks. So in his case, he can't say you assistance. Yes, because he's not good at football. And – He's the my least favorite player in the league. All right. Yep. Fair enough. Um, so our next question is from Noah Rosenstein. Um, he says, what are your thoughts on the future of quarterback in Pittsburgh? Um, just your thoughts on Mason Rudolph and Ben Roethlisberger. Who's going first? Uh, I guess I will. No, I'm going to go first. Okay. All right. So I kind of just archived our conversation. So uh, that we were texting back and forth about. Um, So it's no secret I'm a Steelers fan. So I'm glad this happened earlier in the season at this point because I want to see what Rudolph can do with the full season under his belt to show us what he's like. And then if not, we'll look to the draft. Um, if he's not the answer, if he's not our future quarterback. I personally have a lot of faith in Rudolph. I, in the 2018 class, I forget where I had him ranked pre-draft, but I had him in the top five. 
Like, I know, like, the five quarterbacks went in the first round in 2018, but I had Rudolph better than uh, – I think Josh Allen, maybe someone – I think I had him at fourth, but I really like Rudolph. Um, and with that, like, leading up to that pick, I was anticipating us to pick him. I really wanted us to get him, and we did. So, um, let's see. I I don't – right now, we're obviously 0-2. I'm not going to expect us to make the playoffs, but – if Rudolph is what I hope and think he'll be and our coaching staff gets it together, I don't I'm not gonna put nine and five from here on out of the question. Cause I mean, I also have a lot of faith in Rudolph, but it's I think our success for the rest of the season is gonna depend largely on the coaching staff. Uh, so uh, obviously in week one our the play calling was just abysmal. Um nothing exciting like obviously the we got wrecked. Week two, uh, I mean, we were in the game, obviously. We only lost by two of the Seahawks, but the offense kind of looked stagnant at times. I mean, again, that could be attributed to Rudolph just jumping in there in the second half, but regardless, I think it's more in the coaching staff than Rudolph because of how much faith I have in him. But back to, like, my 9-5 and five claim, we still have the Dolphins, the Bills, the Bengals twice, the 49ers this week, who I don't really, even though they're 2-0, I don't think they're a good team. The Cardinals, who I don't have faith in. And then we got the Jets, who are looking not great. The Browns, we don't know what they are either. And the Colts aren't particularly great a team either. So what was that I listed? That's like nine teams I listed. I know, like, we had to beat all of them. But, like, maybe we lose to, like, one or two of those. And, like, we pull off an upset against, like, the Ravens. Which, honestly, the Ravens look good, yeah. But there's we have a deep rivalry with the Ravens. And I wouldn't. The game, it's a divisional game. It can go as a toss-up, especially if we're at home, which we obviously play them at home. So, yeah, I mean, I think I pretty much said all what I have to say. I think it's going to depend more on our coaching staff than Rudolph because I think Rudolph, Rudolph looked good on Sunday, and I, I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, what do you think? Uh, the uh, timing of the injury. Yep. Um, I think it gives you a, a nice way to evaluate, um, you know, it's a nice time frame to evaluate. You know, this happened week 13 or 14, you know, only getting two or three games of Rudolph is not going to allow us to make a, a, a fair evaluation for the future. So now right. we get enough time, see how he actually performs. And then, like you said, at the end of the year, we can make our decision whether to move on from him and then bring back Ben for another year or two to find the next guy, or maybe stick with him and um, whatnot. And, I mean, the the Fitzpatrick trade, I really think it's going to help the defense and it'll make the team better as a whole. Um, the Dolphins, even though they're in shambles right now, they're still – I mean, it's a tough situation. Fitzpatrick wanted out, uh, but it's hard. It's just – He's still so young. He's only 22 years old, and he has right. so much potential. And he had a very solid rookie season. So it's it's just you know a tough look trying to trading someone like that away, who you just picked in the first round the year prior. Um, so I think we got a really good player who's going to help us tremendously. Obviously, uh, our secondary needs a lot of work. So this is especially you know, with Sean Davis on IR. Yeah, so this is a giant step in repairing that. And um, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm excited, especially him and James Washington played together in college. Obviously, they played at Oklahoma State, so I think maybe it helps James Washington gain confidence and catching someone he's had a long history with. Right, and to add to that real quick, I we really need a number two to step up. Like, um, Moncrief has been terrible um, <laughs> these, these first two games. And, I mean, Juju, he's... I love, we obviously love Juju so much, but, and I think he truly is talented to be a number one receiver, um, a top number one receiver in, at that, like a, but like, like any receiver needs somewhat of a competent second receiver, which I like James Washington. He's looked all right, but like as a young wide receiver would, like they need some time. So most do. So, I mean, I think this could be big for J- James Washington. If he can step up, then. At least for Juju's fantasy value, that could help him. So, right, and I mean, he's, he's still on pace. Sorry to cut you off again, but he's still on pace for like thirteen hundred yards and over hundred receptions. He just hasn't uh, found the end zone yet. So, yeah, and Rudolph looked looked towards McDonald a lot, so we'll probably get him going. Still have a top five offensive line, and our running game should be solid if Connor is healthy, which it looks like he is. Okay. So that's our thoughts on the Steelers situation. Uh, our next question comes from Matt Gall. I think I'm saying his last name correctly. Yeah. Penn State, uh, Penn Stater. His question was, who is a better pick in fantasy, uh, Demarcus Robinson or Nicole Hardman? Uh, my answer to this question was, I, say, I said it was pretty close, uh, but I'm going to give a slight edge to Demarcus Robinson. And I may be biased because he's on my dynasty team, but uh, Miko Harmon, I just kind of view him as simply a threat. And, uh, you know, he's not as, I mean, so is Demarcus Robinson. He's got deep threat ability as well, but I feel like Robinson's a little bit more complete. Um, so, and it's harder to rely on like deep ball on a week to week basis in fantasy. Uh, but honestly, those are irrelevant returns, and that's only in about four. So, I hope you're not really looking for a long-term, long-term solution here with picking up one of these guys. Right. I mean, if again, long-term, I don't trust either because obviously Tyreek Hill is going to come back and eat up a lot of targets. But if you are looking long-term, I'd take Robinson because, I mean, Har- they drafted Hardman to essentially replace Tyreek Hill because at the time of the draft, his playing status for this career was way up in the air so and Miko Harbin just like was the prototype Tyreek Hill like they could have molded him into that but obviously Tyreek Hill's back um so once Hill is back off uh, or whatever back and healthy again this year um Hardman's not gonna have much of a role if I have to guess because like he, he's gonna be Tyreek Hill's role Tyreek Hill's role and um, he's a rookie wide receiver, too. Rookie wide receivers don't tradi- or historically produce much in their rookie season. So, All right. So we have it. We both go with Demarcus Robinson. Um, our next question is from Zach Letts. Uh, his question was, are the Philadelphia 76ers title contenders? I'm just going to reference my in-depth article that I wrote a few months ago um i don't think any i mean i think nothing has changed since i wrote 
that I don't think they're contenders because, I mean, they have a lot of their biggest acquisition was Horford, which is, I mean, Horford is a great player. Um, they lost Butler. Um, but I just, they don't have shooters. I think you can't, you can't win in today's NBA with a dominant backcourt like that and no one to shoot from the outside. Like Tobias can pull up from like a baseline and he has a mid range, but he's not, I would not label him as a shooter. Um, Simmons can't shoot, obviously. Embiid, people, I feel like people think he's a good shooter for a big man, but I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, he's a big man, he's a center, so a true center, so he's not a shooter. Horford, I guess he can pull up mid range, not as much as Tobias. He's not by no means a shooter. Like Josh Richardson is their best shooter in the starting lineup, and he's not anything to write home about, so still no. Bucks are my pick right now in the East. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's possible because uh, I really think that the NBA is more wide open now than it has been in, honestly, the past decade. Um, but like I said, I like the Bucks just because I think that um, they were so – I mean, the Sixers, they were very close last year as well. Obviously, they took the Raptors down the there. Um, but the Bucks, they made it to the conference finals, and, I mean, it looks like they're confident the Bucks. Yeah, I mean they, the Sixers. They took the the Raptors to seven, longer, farther than anyone. But this is a different team. They don't have Jimmy Butler anymore, who can really take over in the postseason. I mean, it's, this is going to be a big year for Brett Brown, I think, because people question his. I mean, talent-wise, last year, um, they could have had a they had a lineup that could could have made it to the finals. I don't know if they'd beat the Warriors. Well, with the Hurt Warriors, maybe. But regardless, I in his defense, you can't throw together like a Tobias midseason, Butler midseason, and then Embiid Simmons and expect to win. But um, I don't know. I just he hasn't proven he's to do much with. I mean, I think I really, I truly do think Simmons and Embiid are very talented and under right management, they can be like a transcendent duo. But yeah, we'll see. All right, to answer the question, no. All right. So this is our final question. Uh, it comes from Sophia Jackal. And her question was, rank? I mean, not necessarily rank. I didn't really put together a ranking list here. I put, I put together a list. Okay. I mean, uh, do you have several? Sorry, I, read the question. <laughs> I have two, and it's the question is, who are the cutest players in the NFL? Um, this kind of goes with the theme of our – we had an episode like – honestly, I think it was like 10 months ago when Joey was on where we were discussing the attractiveness of uh, Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. <laughs> I forgot about that. So, this is so uh, ugly. This is kind of an extension of that, if you will. Uh-huh. And, um, I remember I think we were joking around and said we, let's have a, a whole episode dedicated to this, but I think this is more appropriate just having one question here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so it's a di- it's a different question. Who's who's the hottest player in the NFL? But this is who's the cutest player in the right, NFL. Right. Yeah, that's a very operative word. I went with cutest, not hottest. Same. Yeah. So. Because uh... I feel like you have more of a put together list than I do. Um, I'm a little bit biased here because these are both of my quarterbacks in one of my fantasy leagues. Uh, I went Tyler Murray because he's just so short and like, uh, you know, he's just got a face that you just want to squeeze. 
he's a uh, yeah, I don't know. He's got nice caramel skin. <laughs> and uh you know, he just he's just someone who's going to make you feel safe. So uh, and then, sorry, my next question, I got caught up there. My next question is, um, not question, my next player, excuse me, is Josh Allen, the quarterback of the, the Buffalo Bills. Okay. <laughs> because it, I just remember this one instance in particular, it sticks out in my mind. It was when he got interviewed, like, the second after he got drafted, I think it was by John Sanders. And he just had that enthusiasm, that childlike enthusiasm, and just the love of the game is just so infectious when you hear him talk. And uh, he seems like a guy who can just galvanize the troops. And he seems like everyone in Buffalo is really, you know, rallying around him. And he's really helped my fantasy team out. And I just think that, uh, you know, he, he reminds me of home. Reminds you of what? Just home. Like, you know how, like, just some people remind you of home because they make you feel safe? But that's Josh Allen for me. Okay. You don't uh, see following around, following along. But that's just, that was, that was where my mind went with this question. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're happy with my answer. Go ahead, read yours. I'm not. I put a lot of thought into mine. And I got a good list. So, coming in at number five, uh, I got Naheem Hines. <laughs> Why? You ever seen Victor Naheem Hines? He's so cute. Um, he's like five foot seven. He's got a huge nose. And he just, he looks like he's like a little kid who's undersized, but like perform, like, I don't know. He's just like a, a scrappy player, and like he, he's a pass catching back, and he's just he's so cute. I don't know. All right. You ever seen a picture of him? No. Oh, okay. But yeah, then he minds. Okay. He's a team player. I saw an interview of him, and uh, he's talking about how his his like first experience in college went to NC State. Like his first practice, he just got laid out by Bradley Chubb. He's like, that was my welcome to college moment. Anyway, that's not even relevant. Um, the second one, I got uh, DK I Metcalf. So this is number four? Four. So I got DK Metcalf coming in at four. Okay. I feel like he's... Uh, more, he you what? I feel like he's just more, like, hot. No, I mean, obviously he is, he's insanely muscular, but, like, just look at his face. I guess so. I guess. Um, I, this is inspired by, like, you're seeing him on the Nesquik commercials? No. Oh, okay. Well, Nesquik's is, like, a, obviously a good, I feel like it's, I mean, I drink, I, I would drink Nesquik chocolate milk, but, like, it's, like, a kid <laughs> drink, and, like, he's, like, I think he's, like, playing with, like, a kid, and it's, like, he like, smiles and holds up the Nesquik bottle at the end, so, that's why I have DK. Also, I, I, some, I told you, I don't know if it, yeah, I told you, but, like, I uh, I saw DK. I was very close to DK and Russell Wilson warming up on Sunday. Um, yeah. Well, I I am I guess for listeners that don't know, I'm a game day intern for the Steelers, and I work with the ticket office and coordinating events as such. And that's why I was on the field. And I was very close to DK Metcalf, and I was starstruck. Anyway. Yeah. Apparently he's yeah. very big in person. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, I because they were all out of uniform, and I didn't. I mean, I didn't recognize any of the uh, the um, what do you call it? The receivers not in uniform, but I did recognize him because of his beautiful face, and he was far larger than all the others. Um, yeah. So DK, shout out you. 
for being you. <laughs> and uh, number three, I got Cooper Cup. Okay. He's got, I, I, I mean, I, I did an extensive Google search, and he's got a, he looks a lot better when his, uh, his facial hair is all cleaned up. Yeah, see, look at the screen. I got a bunch of Cooper Cup pictures up here. Uh, uh, definitely got to do some. Uh, so, like, when he's like, I mean, no, he doesn't have to be clean shaven, but like when he has it like properly groomed. Yeah, he's yeah, a I, far I, more attractive guy. Like, if he doesn't groom it, like uh, I don't know, I don't know, Chief. Like, look at that one. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, but he's he's got some looks. Gotcha. Yeah, I. I, I... That's that's not about. I'm not gonna fault you for that option there. Yeah, Cooper Cup's my three, and then my two and one. I was surprised you didn't have either of these guys. So this is like one A, one B, or is this actually your like one? No, it's pretty clear cut. Okay, number two. You can call me a homer for number two, but I got Juju. How can you not call Juju so cute? Come on. Yeah, I I can include him in my list because you know I I guess I'm just a sucker for that you know that that enthusiasm that these guys bring to the field and. Right, and he brings more enthusiasm than anyone. Like childish yeah, yeah. enthusiasm. Yeah, that yeah. So him and Josh Allen really bring that you know kid-like spirit and just really, you know, embody the love of the game, which we love to see, and it's just an admirable, admirable quality. He's got such a good smile. All right, so he's number two. Yeah, and I'm completely surprised you didn't have him, this guy, at all. But number one's got to be Saquon. Uh, yeah, probably. He, he, like, yeah, it's not even, it's not even up for debate, to be honest. Like, there's no more beautiful creature than Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I mean, if, if you, if I could be one person, I'm probably going to pick him, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's got, I mean, there's really no flaws. Like, I don't know, there's no flaws in so There's not. So... Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a good way to end this episode. Um, so maybe we'll get Saquon on the show one day. We can only dream. Probably. Should we try to get an athlete onto the show? Who should we try for? I feel like we should maybe, like, start our like, – keep our standards low and then try to, like, work away. Like, like an attainable guest? Yeah. No guest is attainable, but uh... – well, what our, our starting goal – I'm going to say... We'll think about it. Yeah, maybe a kicker. Okay. You know what my favorite kicker is? My new favorite, my who's, who's climbing my kicker rankings? Okay. It's my dynasty okay. kicker. Aldrich Rosas? I love saying his name. How do you say it? Aldrich Rosas! <laughs> Jeez. He's I not just yell out loud whenever he does something. He's not Russian. You don't have to say it. Spanish. You got to roll the tongue. All right. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think you were. Um, All right. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, follow the show on Instagram at the Hogline Podcast. Um, follow Jack at underscore Jack dot underscore. Follow me at Mitchell Manis. 
subscribe to us on all platforms and um we're gonna we'll see you next time folks see ya all the recruits